Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Hi everyone at Victory. Man, what a great privilege it is to be sharing God's Word with you today. And of course, we love Pastor Tony, Pastor Kath and the whole team. And uh, we're just praying for all of you because we know what it's like. Again, our levels have changed here. Some of you in church, some of you are online, but you need to know that your life family is praying for you. I think in every season, there's a purpose. There is no doubt. And this season for me is a season of going deeper. In fact, I would say whenever we find ourselves in confinement, that releases a new level of trusting God. God's gonna use everything and anything that the enemy throws at us and he's gonna bring his purposes to pass. In fact, it was early last year, I was praying about our theme here in New Zealand for 2020. And I felt like God say to frame the year around this thought that faith is. There is a need for us to realign our understanding of the nature and the purpose of faith. It's just interesting that God knew ahead of time that we would be in one of the most turbulent years that I can remember. But again, we know, all of us know, as Hebrews 11:6 6 says, without faith, it's literally impossible to bring pleasure to God. Faith is that word which has the essence of we carry a conviction of truth. It has trust, it has fervour, it's mixed with assurance that really faith is what links our humanity to God's eternity. And I wanna encourage you today, if you're tuning in, you're going, you know what, I just feel like I'm out of control and things are happening to me I never expected. No, faith is gonna link your humanity to God's eternity. Not only that, faith is a weapon that overcomes the enemy. Take time maybe this week to go through Hebrews 11. You're gonna read about Abel and Enoch, gonna read about Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Moses, all of them by faith, even in the toughest of things, opened the door to God. I love Hebrews 11 and verse 30. This is what it says, it says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. I've often thought, why did God want them to walk around those walls for seven days? It's kind of like, if you read the story fully, you'll discover He said, don't say anything for six days. And then on the seventh day, walk around it seven times and then shout and the walls are gonna come down. God understands we have lots of voices going on on the inside, but faith needs clarity. It needs conviction. It needs an absoluteness. And as I said, if you feel like the season is causing you to waver, I'm here to encourage you by faith, you can turn it around. And it takes this unwavering faith. And uh, I think a lot of people would have said, well, I'm not gonna walk around six days and say nothing. No, but God was saying, I'm gonna test your obedience. Maybe when was it that you stopped walking? When was it that you let go of the hope that you once had? I kind of look at the whole realm of faith like this, that belief is the vehicle, faith is the fuel, but hope is the spark that really ignites the wonder of God's purpose. A lot of people have a belief in God, but I wanna talk today about activating hope. 
because I've come to discover that hope is a key ingredient to live out a faith life, to see the supernatural unlocked. And the enemy knows that, so he's gonna target our hope. Again, years ago, I was reading 1 Corinthians 13, and in verse 11, Paul writes and he says this, you know, when I was a kid or when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought or understood like a child. But when I became a man, what I did is I put away childish things. You know, there are some things that I believe we need to let go of that we had when we were children because we're gonna mature in it. But I think there are other things that we're gonna make sure we don't lose what we had as a child. What I mean by that, if you analyze a child or if you've got children, you'll realize that they have a simplicity of hope. And it's hope that drives a child to their dream. It's hope that causes a child to believe that anything is possible. Kind of, we're getting a little old in the teeth now. And uh, to be honest, uh, we've got three grandchildren, another one about to be born, uh, two girls and a boy. And the boy, his name is Cruz. And he's Papa's friend. In fact, he spends basically 24 hours every week with Mimi and Papa. And we have so much fun. And I am trying to instill in him the ability to have confidence and hope that's bigger than most. Because kind of when I grew up as one of eight, it was like, well, don't get too cocky. And it was everything tried to stop that hope. And so we have this thing going. When I see Cruz, I say, hey, Cruz, how you doing? And what he does now, because I trained him, he goes, hey, everybody, look at me. Because I get him up on the table and I get him to jump and I say, on the count of three, what are we gonna do? He's gonna go, hey, everybody, anybody in the house, anybody in the neighborhood, anybody maybe passing by, hey, everybody, look at me. And you go, well, that's a bit of arrogance. Watch this video, I got him to do it in the pool. Okay, standing up. Okay, watching, say, hey, everybody. Watching me. So cute, I tell you. But there's something about hope that's the forerunner to faith that the enemy wants to challenge us about. Again, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12, next verse, Paul says, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but there's coming a time, be reminded, we'll see face to face. Now we know in part, but then we shall know just as we are known, verse 13, and now abide. In other words, these three things remain. They are faith, hope, and love. I love this thought that faith, hope, and love will always be a part of our world. Faith, of course, comes to us by reading God's Word. Faith comes by the hearing of God's Word. Love is an unconditional foundation. God will always love you, even when you fail. His love is not conditional, it's unconditional. So because He loves you, you can stand. Hope is what connects the foundation of love to the possibility of faith. And that's what the enemy knows we are responsible for. So he again challenges that hope. Again, Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's like hope is the umbilical cord that connects the foundation of love to the possibility of faith. And in this season, particularly this COVID season, where so much is changing, you know, the enemy knows he can't change God's love for us. 
And he can't stop us having faith if we read God's word, but he can attack the umbilical cord. And hope is our responsibility. And I just pray that today God will bring an infusion of hope into your heart. There's an old guy here at Life. In fact, uh, he died, I think, when he was 93. But every Sunday he would be early to church. And his name was Ray. I'll never forget him. And he would just bowl up to me in the foyer and he'd say, hey, pastor, how are you? I said, Ray, you're early here? He says, I love coming early. You had a good week? I said, what about you, Ray? Oh, the best. It's been amazing. And then we started this thing where I would go, you're a champion, Ray. You're the oldest guy at church and you're the earliest. And he would go, no, you're the champion. And I go, no, you're the champ. No, you're the champ. We had this big champion off every week. It's kind of like, who could say the most champions? Well, I'll, I'll never forget one Sunday he came in and I says, how's your week been, Ray? He says, you're a champion. He says, oh, it's been the best week. My son had his birthday this week. How old was your son? He was 70 something. I go, what? You got a son who's 70? He said, by the way, this week, I just finished a book that I've been writing about my life. He used to f- fight for New Zealand, part of the armed forces. And I go, I never knew that about you. I remember one particular day walking away from Ray going, I wanna be like Ray. At 93, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what life has dished up for you, you've kept your hope at the highest octane available. You know, the enemy targets our hope because if we lose our hope, here's the thought, every one of us are gonna foster a survival spirit. And right now in these tough times, the enemy is striking a blow to hope. You know, a farmer has an unshakable hope in the seed that they carry because they understand it's an undeniable law. You sow the seed, you're gonna create a harvest. Well, I used to have a harvest, but now I've only got seed. Don't allow the enemy to cause you to begin to doubt the relationships that are important to you, to cause you to doubt that because your job has changed, it's all over. No, we've gotta make sure that we don't bring hope down to wishful thinking, but our responsibility to maintain. Hey, everybody, I've arrived. It's a new day, yeah, maybe the levels have changed, but God's gonna use it, God's got it. I think there are so many Christians today that have a belief but a non-active faith. Why? Because the enemy has used something to attack our hope. Psalm 27 and verse 13 is a powerful Psalm. And this is what it says, it says, or the Psalmist says, I would have lost hope unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. There's a lot of eyes in there. It's kind of like hope is not Marie's responsibility for my life, not pastor's responsibility for my life. Hope is my responsibility because the enemy is battling for the core and he wants to break that lifeline, that umbilical cord, which is hope. And God says, no, let's make sure that we keep it large. So I wanna talk just for a few moments with you about activating hope. What I've had to learn over many years of working with God and walking with God of how to activate hope. And we're gonna go to Romans 15 and verse 13. Paul writes to the church, he says, may the God of hope, listen to that. If God was with you right here in your lounge room today, right in the service, you would just be overcome with hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that by the Holy Spirit, you may overflow in hope. 
couple of thoughts about hope and how we activate hope. I think the first would be this, is hope is developed by proximity. Whatever you live next to determines how you feel. It's like little Cruz, because he's got a papa that understands, I want him to live a large, confident, hope-filled life. I want to bring hope to him. My, my job is not to make him feel small, it's to make him believe. When you get close to God and you literally are in proximity with God, hope is going to develop. God is a God of hope. Early in my teen years, I remember leaving New Zealand just for a few weeks holiday in Queensland. And things didn't turn out as I had expected and things we wanted to do weren't happening. So I had a lot of time just on my own and I found myself getting up early in the morning and uh, just reading God's Word. I just read chapter after chapter after chapter. I think about day three into it, I had my notebook and I began to write things. By the end of that holiday, my hope was so huge. Why? Because of proximity with truth, proximity with God. The psalmist said in Psalm 16 and verse 8, and I love what he said. He said, I have set the Lord always before me. Maybe the outlook is not that good naturally right now. We'll put God in its place. Because he is at my right hand, the psalmist said, I will not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. I love this line. My flesh also will rest in hope. See, activating hope is about understanding we develop hope through proximity. Another thought would be this, is that hope is deepened by trust. You know, there's a big decision that we get to make, and that is who will we trust? Where will we trust? We read it in Romans 15, and I really want this to come to your heart and lodge on the inside of you. Verse 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Here it is, as you trust Him. See, I think our joy and our peace is linked to our depth of trust. So oftentimes there have been so much and so many things happening in my life that I look at the natural and I go, there is just no hope. But when I realize I can trust in the God that brings hope, then I realize that I can get there. I read many, many years ago about an African impala, incredible beasts. When you see them run and jump, they're amazing. In fact, the African impala can jump to a height of over 10 feet. So that's a lot taller than the roof of this building. And it can cover in that one bound 30 feet. And yet they're able to keep these incredible, magnificent creatures in an enclosure in a zoo with a three-foot wall that is completely closed in. You see, they've discovered about the impala that they will not jump if they cannot see where their feet will land. I think there's a truth in that for all of us. Maybe you are right now in a time where you can't see the future. You don't know where your feet are gonna land. But faith is the ability to trust what we cannot see because who we see. We've been on this journey here at Life for 29 years, and I believe our best days are ahead. But there have been seasons in, sorry, there's seasons in that walk where it's kind of like, God, what are you doing? I remember we purchased a, a huge piece of land that we really felt God say to purchase, and everything about it didn't seem to add up, but we knew it was God. You know what? We had 11 years of not knowing why, not understanding why God 
would get us to do that. Now we looking back and see what God was setting up, but we had to make a decision when we couldn't see to trust where our feet would land. And today we're seeing a miracle that's phenomenal because we trust God. You might say, yeah, Paul, you know, I, I know God loves me and I stand on that foundation and I know faith comes from hearing the word of God, but hope is your responsibility, my responsibility, and that's the enemy's target. And so can I encourage you, get close to God. It's about proximity and it's about a decision. I will trust God. Nothing else can I stand on. Charles Spurgeon said these words. He says that faith walks up the stairs that love built to the window that hope opened. You can't just have faith and not understand you're loved. You can't understand you're loved and have faith, but not generate hope. And when you begin to understand that, you go, I'm gonna change gears. I'm gonna shift who I am into this place of understanding that I'm responsible to bring hope into my marriage, bring hope into my church, bring hope into my personal soul I'm going to trust the God that created me. Psalm 33, verse 20. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in Him. Here it is. Because we have trusted in His holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? You can tell straight away, by bumping into somebody where their level of hope is at, by their demeanor. And I know that life is not easy and sometimes we do get hit down, but we don't stop there, we resurrect hope just as we trust you because our hope is in you. Oswald Chambers says this, that faith for my deliverance is really not faith in God. Faith means whether I am visibly delivered or not, I will stick to my belief that God is love. There are some things that I can only learn through a fiery furnace. Well, I want that kind of life. And today, before we finish, I wanna pray for everyone that if you feel like hope has been sucked out of you, if you feel like circumstances have shifted beyond your control, hey, you got a God that you can snuggle in close with, be in proximity, a God that wants to deepen your ability to trust Him. A third thought about hope would be this, is that hope is deposited by the Holy Spirit. As we go back to Romans 15, verse 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that by the Holy Spirit, you may overflow in hope. You know, the Holy Spirit is wanting to come and pour hope into you, not just in a little bit, but cause you to overflow and for all of us, it's amazing, isn't it? When we can't kind of just go and do whatever we want to do anymore, we realize we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. And it is hope that empowers us to trust God and to stand in that place where God can lead us forward. I had an email some years ago from a lady which encouraged me immensely at the time because she was 20 weeks pregnant and went for a scan. And they found out that the baby girl she was carrying had several problems. The biggest was her heart. And we were told, she says in the email, that our baby was likely not to live long after birth and therefore were given the option to terminate. 
And so we went home and we decided that we would not terminate her, but we would call her second name Hope because our hope was in God no matter what the outcome was because she belonged to him. An amazing confirmation of this, she wrote, was two days before our baby girl was born that a friend made a quilt for her and her friend told her that she had felt the Holy Spirit tell her to make the word hope out of the material so that it would be all over the crib. And she didn't even know that her middle name was Hope. Despite the specialist's prognosis, our baby girl was born. She was able to have life-saving heart surgery and today is growing and developing beautifully. We just celebrated her first birthday and after every scan, doctors, when they visited her through the pregnancy, only gave negative news, hope was in God. On the day her six-hour heart surgery, this verse came to me and I read it out aloud so often. Psalm 33, verse 22, let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. Can I encourage you today to feel hopeless? Hopeless is part of our humanity, but we need to protect hope and put our hope in God, trust Him, be in proximity with Him, and then allow the Holy Spirit to lead us to a place. Because belief is the vehicle, faith is the fuel, but hope is the spark. And when you get that, you begin to realize every mountain can be climbed, every opposition can be overcome, because God's got it. I wanna close up with this thought that not only is it proximity, trust, and deposited by the Holy Spirit, but again, verse 13 of Romans 15, the Bible says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust Him, so that by the Holy Spirit, you may overflow in hope. I believe that when you buy into a life and commit to a life of hope, you discover that hope is a doorway to so much more. Hope enlarges your ability to reach into so much more than you've ever had before. Because hope is an expanding force. It takes us to new frontiers and new endeavors in God. And out of COVID, people say, what do you see for the future? I say, more than we've ever imagined because God's promised that as we draw close to Him, He will cause us to be abundant in so many things. In fact, a number of years ago, researchers performed an experience to see the effect hope has when there is ongoing hardships. They set two sets of laboratory rats were placed in different tubs of water and the researchers left one set in the water and found that within an hour, those rats had drowned. The other rats, they, in different periods of time, lifted them out of the water and then returned them back to the water. What happened is that the second set of rats, I know you're enjoying this information, actually swam for over 24 hours. Of course, the question is, why did they survive so long? The reason is that they didn't lose hope knowing that at time, after time, they were rescued. And so hope has the power to keep us going into the next season. You know, God is a God of hope. God is a God that understands who we are. He promises He will work everything together for good. And the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said this, all of us need to accept finite disappointment 
but we must never lose infinite hope. You know, it's an amazing thing when you decide that your foundation is gonna be God's unconditional love, that your future is gonna be filled with God's word that causes us to live a life of faith and to unlock supernatural provision. But your now is gonna be filled with generating hope. And you might say to me, well, it's okay for you, Paul. No, we're all in the same boat. Uh, here in New Zealand, we've gone from level one to level three in Auckland, and who knows what tomorrow will bring. But I've decided I'm gonna stay like Cruz. Hey, everybody, you can look at me because I am declaring God has got me and God has got this. And so therefore, all of these three components, a commitment to stay close to God, make sure every day this week, this next season is filled with time with God and His Word and you're just getting in close with who He is. Not only that, that sense of proximity comes alongside of a feeling of saying, I'm gonna decide to trust God. I'm gonna deepen my ability to choose to trust God. I was a teenager when I made that choice. I just decided that creation was there. It was created by God. So if He can create that, I can trust Him with everything. It is deposited by the Holy Spirit. Have a look and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Maybe you are in a tight spot. Maybe things have not gone the way you thought they would be. Just ask the Holy Spirit to lead you through. He can bring light to the darkness and He can cause there to be a well of living water to spring up within you. And remember that hope is a doorway to more. We need to be carriers of hope, catalysts of hope, bring hope to the community in which we live. But above everything, realize that our hope begins when we are honest and vulnerable with God. It was God that brought Jesus to the earth. And I love the picture at the end of his life. You find him there on Calvary, but there wasn't just one cross. There were three people that went to Calvary. There was Jesus and two thieves. You know, one of the criminals who deserved to be there said, with blasphemy. If you're the Christ, why wouldn't you save us? Save yourself. Just thinking about who he was. Then there was another criminal on the other side who says, no, this is the Christ. And he just said to Jesus, Jesus, you know, would you remember me today in your kingdom? And Jesus said, assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. There was one that had lost hope, one that had hope even after a life that was misspent. And at that point, there came a change. I believe as I pray today, that hope is gonna come back into marriages. Hope is gonna come back into family situations. Hope is gonna come back into a future that God's got and a God that brings more with Him as we trust Him, as we lean into Him, and as we believe in Him. Faith is what? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. If the enemy can take your hope, he's robbed the ability of the supernatural to come into your world and turn things around. So be assured, God's got you and God's got this. Let's pray together and then we're gonna go straight to the team and worship in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you today that you're a God that understands our humanity, but you're a God that brings hope to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray where there's confusion and where there is emptiness, where there is darkness and lack, where there is the sound of the world that's bringing us down, that today, right now, there'll be an injection from heaven and all of us will be reminded 
that you're our Father and you are completely in control. And even though the season winds come and the rains fall, it's not the end of the story. You're a God of more and you're a God of greatness. And we choose to place our hope and our trust in you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 